Uh, I want to talk to you. Uh, we have Jackson Hole meeting this week, right? The Fed's yearly symposium. Uh, I believe the symposium is kind of going to break down, uh, basically saying inflation's our number one enemy. Number one, we've got to go after it, and um, you know, a, a recession be damned. I I see the Fed sitting right at the a, a pivot, and they have a choice, right? We either tackle inflation or you know, we worry about a recession. And I think it's pretty clear that the Fed's going to focus on inflation, but love your thoughts. Yeah. So Powell's having fun. So he's become the Elon Musk of the financial world. So he can go out there and make one little three word comment. We are neutral. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and the and the markets go wild, right? Just like Elon can tweet, you know, a picture of a dog and Dogecoin goes to the moon you know, or Sheeb or whatever. Yeah. Bitcoin, you know, he can he can drive Bitcoin. But anyways, yeah. So I think it'll be interesting. Nobody knows what Powell's going to say because basically his credibility is shot. He has zero credibility because of the neutral comment, yeah. because they were so far behind inflation to begin with, and because of their view of where the economy is right now, because they're looking pretty much at jobs. They're looking at what companies are projecting for forward earnings. And a lot of that was to drive their stock price now because they know what's really coming. And for obviously insiders to exit at those, you know, stocks as they shot up over the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, nobody really knows what he's going to say other than the scripting that's been coming out of everybody has been, look, the market's got the messaging wrong. We haven't pivoted. We're not stopping. We're going to keep rate hiking. We're going to keep our policy strong. We have to get inflation under control. And we're not worried about a recession because the jobs market looks so strong. Companies earnings are looking strong. They haven't said anything about markets, but they're paying attention to markets. And when they see markets up like that, yeah, you know, they figure they still have plenty of room to keep hiking and doing what they're going to do. So I think that's going to be the talking points. But Powell is the wild card. You don't know what he's going to say. Yeah, I I, I would love true serum someday or read his memoirs, because, again, all the talk track out of the last Fed meeting was hawkish. And then you're right, that one little phrase, right? We are at neutral or we are what I think. Yeah, I think you're right. It was we are at neutral. We are that at just, neutral forward. Yeah, that just sent the market. It's 20% off its lows. And uh, it, was, it was. I don't know what it is today, but it's, it's, it's you know, backing up. So that was just a bear market rally and short covering. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is I did some chart analysis on some videos I put out last week. And I showed mm -hmm. in 2008, we were at the same exact amount of time with almost the same exact bounce from the peak of 2008 before this, the big sell-off. There was mm -hmm. a bear market rally, the first big bear market rally. Okay. Same, pretty much same percentage of a rally in each mm. of the markets and the same amount of days from the peak of the market to the peak of the bear market rally after the first big drop. Mm. Uh, so it's kind of textbook following what bear market, real bear market right. corrections look like versus... Well, so what a real bear market looks like versus just market correction. So when markets correct, they'll drop and they'll V bottom out. Mm -hmm. So that's just a market correction. If you look at the bull market that we've been in since 0809, mm -hmm. that's what you saw, these V market recoveries. Right. And by the dip, every every dip's a buying opportunity. You're seeing that narrative right now. Yeah. Through bear market, you see that recovery back to the major moving averages, usually the 200 day, okay. which where, is where markets are rejecting right now. And then it rolls back over again mm. into more of a sustained bear market to work out a bottom. So the June uh, lows could potentially be a bottom. The markets are more than likely going to test that. Okay. But it takes time to carve out that bottom in a bear market because there yeah, is it's not no, a 
not a bounce. Yeah. There's so much uncertainty. I mean, you still have inflation. Uh, it came in lower than what I thought. I thought we'd still see a nine. I don't know how it didn't come in at a nine. Gas prices alone weren't that mm-hmm. impactful to lower it, but that's really what lowered it was gas yeah. prices. Yeah. Housing costs is not still has not been reflected. There's no way no. it was reflected in that print. But anyways, no. it is what it is. And I think it's going to stay in that eight range. I don't know yeah. if we'll hit a nine again, but it's definitely going to stay in the eights because nothing has come down significantly uh, since the last print. We've got that in a couple of weeks. And then you have the recession concerns and whether or not the economy will end up in a recession and how deep that'll go. That's still the big question. So yeah. there's still a lot of headwinds for the markets out there. But that 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 rally that we've seen is a, you know, that's a textbook bear market rally, a lot of short covering hedges. Everybody was short. Uh, so hedges had to cover and hedge funds are still trying to make up for all that lost, you know, opportunity because they're all still down 10, 20 yeah. percent, even after this rally, some 30 to 40 percent. So there's going to be a lot of you know volatility and, uh, you know, a lot more time, you know, in the market to carve out that bottom. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think, uh, yeah, I can't believe he said that. I mean, the fed funds rates at two and a quarter and CPI was eight and a half. And he's like, we're at neutral. I'm like, what are you, I mean, I I don't even understand the logic behind that statement. I mean, that, that. Yeah. Not even close because you got to think about what, what is neutral. So yeah. <laughs> neutral is the difference between the Fed funds rate and, and the rate of inflation. Yeah. And where do you have to take the Fed's fund rate to even get the inflation rate back to their target? Their target's 2%. Yeah. So where does the Fed funds rate have to go for that to really happen? So what he's really saying is he still is holding in his, this is where he's lost his credibility. That statement tells you he still thinks inflation is transitory. Exactly. That's exactly what that means. He dropped the word because he was getting beat up on it, but he still believes he believes a lot of now eight and a half is transitory. He thinks it's just going to magically fall away, bullwhip effect, supply chains, whatever. And we're going to wake up in January. It'll be 4%. I mean, we yeah, can have- they still haven't done enough destruction to demand, especially in housing. Housing is a big problem that they're watching that is still way out of control. That again, that that's not inflected, uh, reflected in the inflation numbers. There's no way it can be. Mm-hmm. We know housing is up. 20, 30 percent, mm-hmm. well, what, 15 percent just in the last year, the national average mm-hmm. median house price or whatever, that's up, what, 13, 14 percent year over year? Yeah, I think the last print was 10, 10 too, but again, that's the most, yeah, but for the year, yeah, it's got to be 15 percent. That wasn't all in the inflation. What they said no. was 2 percent or something? Yeah, and then rent. I mean, the rent's a big, what people don't understand about rent is it's a lagging indicator. House, housing values go first, rent lags six months. Yeah, so we and still have that tracks rents, right? Or, rents, correct. Yeah, no, re- owners so, equivalent. So rent. their numbers tracking rents. There's no way. I mean, no rents, way. Are, rents are up 14 to 18 percent. Exactly. I've corrected for the rent error uh, at, for the last nine months, and we're we're somewhere between 11 and 12 and a half percent. When I mean, you that's why I thought we'd still be printing in the nines, if not 10, be, just because of rent and gas prices are still high. Yeah, they've come down, but they're still yeah 50 percent, 75 percent more than where they were yeah. uh, before this all started. So when you look out into September, right? I think it's September 21st and 22nd. So that's the next Fed rate decision. It sounds like you're leaning towards another rate increase. I think if I'm reading you correctly, which I agree with. Do you think it's going to be 50 or 75? Do you have any thoughts on that yet? So right now, 75 is probably most likely. Mm -hmm. If inflation comes in less than uh, the last print, they might go 50. 
If it comes in eight and a half or higher, they're definitely going to go 75 and they might do 75 just because. Yeah. Uh, so they can start backing off later. So I even if so. we get a lower inflation, they might say, hey, let's go ahead and hit it again so that we know that we're doing some damage. Because again, they haven't done anything to the housing market and that's bond rates and yeah. bond rates aren't going to change until the Fed starts rolling off the balance sheet. And then, you know, then you might see the you know bond yields go up a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, you know, right now, I mean, they still have a lot, a lot of work to do and there hasn't been enough demand destruction and you know, the consumer is a little bit more resilient than they thought in terms mm -hmm. of trying to affect that demand. Yeah, I, it, there's really two numbers between today and the next, you know, the 22nd. One is going to be the employment number, which I think comes out on the 2nd, September 2nd. And that was obviously the big number last month. I think it was like 550 print when they expected 200. Right. So we get that jobs number, which will be how many jobs were created in August. Yeah. I think if that's another blowout number, call it 350 and above, I think you get 75 uh, basis. And then, yeah, if, if CPI is eight and a half or higher, you got to hit it again. I think you're right. Yeah. You and, you know, again. and from a politics standpoint, so a lot of people say, hey, what is the election cycle midterms? How's that going to affect what the, what the Fed does and all that? And the conversations behind the scenes are, look, you got to get inflation down or we're all going to lose our jobs. Yeah. So right now the battle is for inflation down. I mean, obviously it's a real thing. I mean, they are generally interested in getting that down because the damage it'll do to the economy period. Mm -hmm. um, and, but from a political standpoint, the incumbents are already up against the wall because where inflation is, people are not happy with either party, with anybody in power oh, or authority. Yeah. Or, yeah. Nobody's happy. Yeah. Nobody's so, happy. Yeah. yeah. So they've got to do something there to get inflation down. And then going into the next election cycle, if they can destroy the economy, get inflation down, then they can come back, bull market back on. We're going to rescue the economy. And then the incumbents can start looking good for pumping the economy back up and juicing it before the, the next presidential election. So I think they've kind of given up on this cycle mm -hmm. because all they really have is uh, you know threat to democracy. That's the narrative now coming out of the media mm -hmm. in terms of how to, you know, uh, influence the voters this cycle. That's number one now above the economy, mm. which is true. And obviously that's a Donald Trump thing. And, uh, you know, what's going on with the Supreme Court, things like that. You know, people feel like their democracy, their mm -hmm. rights are being threatened at the federal level, both parties, all branches, mm -hmm. you know, so that's a big concern for people. But right below that's the economy. Mm -hmm. And as we get closer, that economic uncertainty is going to be a bigger issue because at the end of the day, you know, people are more concerned about paying their bills and feeding their kids than they are, Yeah. you know, whether or not the abortion rights or whatever, you know, they, they've got to put food on the table. They got to pay their bills. Yeah. The last thing I kind of to wrap up here, you brought up earlier was QT. Uh, QT, I think we've talked about quantitative tightening is something that's freaked me out. We tried it once in 18. It didn't end well. A uh, lot of um, un unexpected things broke, I think is the way to put it. Um, and one of the things we're seeing is it's not rolling off as fast. And that's obviously, you know, if you actually map it out, you could you could have saw this coming, right? They're rolling off treasuries at a pretty nice clip, but they're not rolling off mortgage-backed securities as fast as expected. It's because they're rolling them off. And mortgage-backed security, folks, if you don't know what a roll-off means, is basically, uh, the, you know, the house gets refied or sold, right? That allows the mortgage to roll off, right? They're not adding to it. Who's going to refi or sell when they got a 3% mortgage, right? So it's not rolling off as fast as possible or as fast as they proclaimed. Well, and the other thing too is what a lot of people don't understand is there's reports out there that the Fed is still buying mortgage-backed securities. And what you got to understand about these things is they take months to settle. 
So they made those purchases three, four months ago that are just now being reflected mm -hmm. in the Fed's balance sheet. And you can go to the Federal Reserve balance sheet, you know, and look that up at, at I don't know, different Federal Reserve banks track the balance sheet. I can't remember the official website, but you can go look and you can see how these assets are changing on their balance sheet. But it takes a while for those things to settle. So we're not going to see it in real time. We're going to see it months after it happens, yeah. whether they're rolling off, whether they're adding. But to your point, what that does you know, the credit markets froze up. That's what happened in 20, uh, 2017, 2018, when they tried to start rolling off the balance sheet and, and uh, you know, hike rates. That was a credit market issue. So they had to come back in and turn the faucets back on to save the credit markets. They can't do it this time because no. of inflation. So it'll be interesting to see. That's why, and the markets know that. And that's why things have been kind of orderly in terms of the descent that we're having right now is that the banks, and institutional investors and investors at large, they know the Fed can't do but so much. They can't stop. They can't pivot until inflation's under control. So that's why you've seen this kind of orderly descent that we're having, you know, the Goldilocks soft landing. Yeah, very cool. Well, Greg, do me a favor. Where can people find you? GregDickerson.com. All my info's there. Go check it out. Thank you, buddy.